Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Kat Katibi, and this is the Healthful Gypsy Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about how your mind and your thoughts can affect your health and your happiness. Now, I just wanted to start off by saying that this is not going to be one of those woo-woo, too much type of podcast. We're not going to get into the secret and all that stuff. But there is some truth to what you let into your mind and how you feel, how your health responds. So with that in mind, let me get into a few examples. So I'm going to get personal with these examples. The first one will be when my husband and I were married for about, I would say, almost four years. And he had finished school. He had done his internship in Taiwan. And we were just starting out. We had a house, but we were renting it. And I was pregnant with our daughter. So at this time, he was starting up his business. He put all of our savings into getting the space for the business and to advertising and to furnishing and putting all the equipment. But like all new businesses, things were very slow. The first few months, nobody called. Nobody knew about us. We were still just advertising like crazy here and there and spending all the money to get the word out. Now, my mother comes from a serious place of fear and doubt, and she grew up very poor. She was always taught you have to save money, Um, and she was just instilled with a lot of fear about money as a child. She also, with my father, they went through extreme difficulty, and they had a lot of money problems in their marriage. That being said, I have researched and my husband have researched enough about starting a business that we were well aware and completely prepared to go through months of no income and a deficit because we knew that ultimately the word would get out and we would get clients and we would make up all of our losses and in like maybe a few years we'd be a profitable business and be self-sustainable. So I knew that, my husband knew that, his parents, um, his mother's father in particular had a business, so his mother saw how he went from nothing to something and he became very wealthy. So that side of the family, his parents, they were more like encouraging, they were more open, they knew that everything would work out. But in the beginning, we're just in my mom's fearful mindset, hemorrhaging money for nothing, right? She didn't understand that we were making an investment in our future so that we wouldn't have to get jobs for somebody else and put our future in somebody else's hands. She couldn't understand this because all she's ever known, all she's ever seen is these things don't work out. And I guess she had some sort of fear like, you would be killed 
or something terrible, or you would be on the street if you had to file for bankruptcy or if the business didn't work out. But that's just not the case. Nobody is shot and killed because their business didn't make it. And we are not alone. We do have family. So if the business doesn't really make it, we have no more money. We can't afford rent or food. We still have my father that we can live with, uh, maybe some of his family members. I mean, we have people. We are not alone in the world. We would not starve and die. But in my mom's mentality, this was the only outcome. If it didn't immediately become profitable within seconds, he needed to get a job. He needed to stop investing into the company. He needed to basically give up plan B, throw away plan A. It wasn't going to work out. Now, I had some hormonal issues because I was pregnant. It was about mid to end of my pregnancy. So she's telling me all of these fear things every day. Fear, fear, you're not going to make it. You're going to be homeless. You have a child to think about. He's, he's a dreamer. He's not going to He's not going to amount to anything. You have to go and get a job right now with this sense of urgency and such a scary feeling to put on someone who's pregnant. And I understand this comes from her own fear and she doesn't know any better. She couldn't do any better. But it's a lot to take on. And that negativity and that fear almost destroyed our marriage. Because when my husband would get home from a day of nothing happening, instead of encouraging him like I had been doing or saying, look, um, I advertised here or I'm getting the word out over there or I'm doing all these positive things like, you know, we're spreading the message. People are going to start coming. It's going to be great. And getting him to stick to his guns, don't lower your prices when people call to price check and they want to do something for basically nothing. Don't do it because we want to make sure that our work is valued and so forth. So during this time, she's getting to me slowly, like creeping in under my skin and causing me to become fearful as well. So instead of being positive like I had been, I started becoming more negative, like Maybe you should get a job somewhere else. Maybe we should look into other places. Maybe we should just give up. Maybe we should do this or something else or whatever. My mom was also pressuring me as a nearly done with my pregnancy pregnant lady to go and get a job. I mean, it's hard enough to get a job when you're not pregnant. When you're full-blown pregnant, people are not going to be handing out jobs. It's just not going to happen. And I don't think she understood the type of stress she was causing that instead of like being more positive when he would come home, I would throw all this negativity towards him. Then he would become depressed. Then he, you know, when we get depressed, when we get hopeless, we don't have that positivity and that enthusiasm to go out there and make it happen, right? When you're negative and you think you're going to fail anyways, you're telling yourself this isn't going to work. And if you tell yourself it's not going to work, it's not going to work. So eventually we started fighting. We had never fought ever. You don't understand how 
impossible it may seem to some people that we just don't fight. We just don't. But her negativity and her fear was making us have conflict. He was sad and depressed, and I was sad and depressed, and we were taking it out on each other. And it was all because of her throwing her, her um, feelings, her fears on us at such a, um, like a heavy weight on our shoulders that we just couldn't bear it. And then finally, it just clicked. Like I listened to the right podcast at the right time. I read the right line in a book at the right time. Something happened. And it just clicked. And I said, oh, no, this is what's happening. I'm letting her negative, um, you know, mindset infect my positive, abundant mindset. And that's causing all of these things to collapse in our lives. Because when you approach something as, I need a plan B, Um, I'm going to fail, this is too risky, we can't make this work. When you're telling yourself these things or when you're allowing someone else to tell you these things, you eventually internalize them and your mind will create the world you tell it to create. You have to constantly be fighting with negativity from the outside and from your inside world in order to be successful in any capacity, with money, with relationships, with your health and wellness. Everything has to be positive. You have to believe you can do it. When a doctor comes in and tells someone, oh, the test results came back, it looks really bad, you're probably going to have one to two months to live. That doctor, unbeknownst to them, just gave that person the date and time that they will die. Whereas if that doctor said, look, um, we need to work on this more. Things are not looking well in your lives, but let's turn that around. I want to see you, let's try this and let's try that. Instead of giving a date of death, if they had done that, that person probably would not have died. They would have said, okay, let's do some things. I still have hope. Once you take hope away, the second you take hope away, everything that you say or that person makes you feel is going to happen to you will happen to you. And there have been so many cases where the doctor says, the doctor doesn't know. No doctor knows when you will die. They just don't. So when a doctor gives a date or an estimate of when someone will die, it's not the truth. But why is it that once this doctor says that, because they have the authority, they have the lab coat or whatever, the patient puts so much trust in the doctor that they will tell their body on this date, we will die. And their body will respond and prepare to die at that exact date. That's how powerful the mind is over the body. That's how powerful negativity and positivity can be for the body. So back to the story. Eventually, I realized what was going on and I stopped it and I told my mother, no more talks about this. I am not going to listen to anything negative. We are going to make it. We are going all in on this business. It's going to be successful. And if you can't say anything positive, I'm going to hang up. I'm going to stop the conversation. And I had to be very firm. 
And if anyone at all challenged the fact that we would be successful, that we were going to make it, I had to shut them down. What is it? Nine out of 10 businesses fail? Is it that they really should have failed? Or is it that they didn't know this going into the business, that everyone on the outside was going to tell them that they were going to fail because everyone on the outside was scared for them? And if they let that creep into their own mind, then the business would fail because they would make the business fail because they believed the business would fail. As soon as I got my mother out of my mind and I got all the negativity out, I was able to be more positive when my husband got home. We instantly got along perfectly. Everything went back to normal. And in maybe three to six months, he started getting in patients. And within eight months to a year, we started making money. And the next year, we were profitable. By the end of the second year, we had made everything we lost and profit. And that's what happens when you believe it. When you don't go to your plan B, when you shut down anyone, including your own mind, when it tells you that you will fail, this isn't going to work, We need to do something else. You always have to say, no, this is going to work. And then give yourself the steps because it's not enough just to think it. You have to do the steps too. When it comes to health, you can't say in a room, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be healthy or I'm healthy. I am healthy. I am healthy. No, you have to say that every time you're going to make a decision that will affect your health. What are you going to have to drink? Are you going to have the soda? Are you going to go, no, I'm going to brew myself some mint tea. And that is where it comes in. You have to tell yourself, I'm a healthy person. I don't go for that. I go for this because this is healthy. This is good for me. This is going to nourish me. It's going to make me calm. This is going to cleanse my body. It's going to give me nutrients. That is going to take away from my health. This is going to enhance it. And that's how we have to act with life. And there's always those times where you're on vacation, you want to have a cheat day, it's your birthday, and it's okay once in a while to do something that you know is not the best for you. As long as you go, I'm going to have a few bites of this thing that I know is bad, but I know my body can handle it because I've done all these things that are good, and the day after, I'm going to do things that are extra good more so than I normally do to make up for this little treat that I'm giving myself. And then your body can handle it because you told yourself and you followed through. You did the good thing to make up for the small bad thing. And you can do that. Once you reach a certain point in your health, you can have a few cheat meals, not cheat days, not cheat weeks, But you can have a few cheap meals as long as you understand your body and you tell yourself and you follow through with your commitment to your health and to yourself and you just do that. So another example that many of us have when we are, let's just say starting a business because it's a very common thing. 
especially nowadays, everybody has online businesses or they want to be an influencer. They want to start a YouTube channel. They want to have, they want to make something, sell it at a fair, whatever it is that you want to do. There's always going to be something that tells you you can't do it until all of these things are perfect. And that's just not true. So always remember, you're, you don't have to wait for anything. For example, let's say you want to start a business and it was going well, but you were doing everything yourself. You were hand-making whatever it is that you were selling. And it got to the point where you couldn't hand-make it anymore. You needed to hire somebody to help you. Your business showed that you could do it, but something inside you was scared. You didn't want the responsibility. You were scared. What if it doesn't work out? And then now I have this other person that counts on me. Instead, go and get the person, hire them, and you make it work. Because you can. Because you can get the orders. You can put it, push out the product. You can do that. It's all a self-limiting belief. It's just your mind trying to protect you from trying anything new. Anything outside of what it's accustomed to, it's going to meet with fear, resistance, and a block. You have to push through that. You have to expect it. And you have to say, here it is. I've reached this point and I'm sabotaging myself. Why am I sabotaging myself? Why am I telling myself, now is not the time. I can't do this. I'm too tired. It's too risky. I don't know if I can trust someone to hire someone. What if they steal my ideas? What if this happens? What if that happens? These are the beliefs that you have to put in your mind that will come up and you have to know exactly how to trash them because that's what they are. They're just garbage thoughts stopping you from achieving what you need to achieve. Back to health. Let's say you are deciding that you want to go sugar-free, which everybody should go sugar-free. Sugar has no nutritional value. It's not necessary. Um, You can eat fruits. You can eat resistant starches. You don't need actual sugar. Processed white sugar is just not necessary, and it's inflammatory. It can make your face swell. There's a specific face shape that happens when you have sugar. The same with wine because it's very sugary too. And beer and alcohol affects your liver. So you get kind of like a liver face. In Chinese medicine, there's different faces depending on like what substance that you're eating or consuming regularly. So if you decide you're going to give this up and then somebody has a birthday party and they have cake, normally you just mindlessly go for the cake. You have to tell yourself, look, I gave this up. I have to be expecting them to push, push because they didn't give it up. They think it's crazy. It's not their body that's in jeopardy if, you know, I consume the sugar. Maybe they're unhealthy 
and they're trying to feel better about themselves by making me unhealthy. So if we're all doing it, then they don't have to feel inadequate or they don't have to feel guilty when they do it. There's all these things. People are separate beings. I mean, you have to understand their perspective. It could not, it might not be that they're pressuring you because they believe sugar is good and fine and perfect for you. It could also be by you not having sugar in front of them, by you showing willpower in front of them. It reminds them of the lack of willpower that they have. And that's why they so maybe violently or like pressure you intensely to have it anyways. So you have to be able to withstand that and you have to know this isn't you that they're fighting. It's themselves. It's what they see when they see you that they can't see in themselves at that moment. That's why they're pushing against you. So the same thing can happen when, let's say, you're trying to better yourself in your life, in your career, you're educating yourself, you're learning, and then maybe you have people around your life where they just want to do the same things they've always done. They don't want to better themselves. They're not learning. They make the self-limiting beliefs, the excuses. I don't have time for that. That's stupid. Oh, that self-help junk. That doesn't help anybody for real. They just say all this nonsense. They don't have any proof about this, but they just say it. The fact is these things are important. You're supposed to be learning and growing and changing for the better. We're not supposed to eat cereal for breakfast, but in the 90s, we didn't know any better. The television told our, us and our parents that it was perfectly fine to have cereal with basically candy and milk every day. And then that generation, my generation, we had a whole bunch of inflammatory problems. Um, the dairy can mess up your hormones. The Sugar can also mess up your hormones. So we have a lot of metabolic disorders. We have a lot of autoimmune, hormonal. All these things crept up so much in this generation because a really good marketing ploy to get us to have cereal. Now, there's a great many of us now that have stopped having cereal, that have read enough about it, that have just accepted, oh, this was a trick. They tricked us. And now we're making healthier, better choices. But there's still those people that resist it. And when they see you resist it, it reminds them that they didn't have the willpower to change. So just remember, it's not you when somebody else comes at you. It's them and what they see or don't see in themselves. So let's all take a moment to do a little inventory about how we talk to ourselves. What do we tell ourselves about our dreams, about what, I, what we want to accomplish with our lives, with our health, with our families, with our relationships, with our career? What is the inner dialogue? And are we properly shutting out all the negativity 
that we ourselves are bringing in or someone from the outside is trying to penetrate into ourselves to bring in. And at the same time, we're only human. So maybe we, at times, are doing this to others. Maybe we're telling someone to be careful, to worry about this or that, or this isn't right, or that's not going to work out, or you should just give up on this, or don't try so hard on that, or just play it safe, or make sure you have that plan B. If we're ever saying these things, we're limiting other people around us. Don't be that person. And it can be hard because it's in our nature to always look for the negative. But we will not be in danger. We will not die if we fail in this life, in this world. We are very blessed and very lucky to be in a world where you can file for bankruptcy instead of being killed. (laughs) We're very, very lucky people. So we can take the risks that people of old times, they couldn't take. I mean, you would literally starve to death if you didn't make it. And that's why we all have these fears. That's why. And you need a few generations of severe prosperity before these epigenetic negativity like dissipates. So I really need you to just be more mindful and be more positive. And if you feel you can be healthier, happier, or more successful, or more wealthy, you are already halfway there because mindset, mindset, mindset. And there are so many people who are wildly successful that still have a limiting mindset. They think, oh, this was just a fluke. I fooled them. I don't deserve this. Didn't make it on my own merit. This was just a trick that I did. Or there was nobody else that was better. That's the only reason why I got this award. Or I got this job or this part. These are just limiting beliefs, limiting mindset, limiting self-talk. Oh, we need to stop doing this to ourselves. Because you are enough. You have everything you need to achieve whatever it is you've always wanted and you've always dreamed. So with that, I leave you. This was just a short little episode to hopefully remind all of us, including myself, that we need to be more positive because all of us need to be more positive and to be more positive towards the dreams and wants of others as well as towards our own dreams and wants. So let's just share that positivity with the world and do everything in our power to tell ourselves that we have everything we need to get everything we want out of this life. Take care.